This is the Avinu.info podcast brought to you by the Avinu.info blog author and senior pastors of Living Church Ministries International, Bishop Demetrix and Pastor Pauline Roscoe. Today's topic, definitions of grace and spirit of grace. Many are teaching about the doctrine of grace, or in the Greek, charis, while being ignorant of the spirit of grace, pronounced pneuma in the Greek, spoken of the destroying power of God, blast as in 2 Thessalonians 2 and 8, spirit, breath of his mouth. Bishop Roscoe shares today, please notice the esteem given to the pronoun one in Hebrews 10 and 30, and the pronoun spirit of grace, capitalizing both pronouns, personifying a who rather than a what disrespecting the covenant of grace and downgrading the preciousness of the blood of the Messiah to be something that can be humanly comprehended. And it is the pneuma, or the Spirit of God, who is insulted in the book written for the Hebrews. According to the Complete Word Study Bible Dictionary, pneuma, or pneumatos, taken from neo, means to breathe, or breath. It also means of the mouth of nostrils, a breathing, blast, as in 2 Thessalonians 2 and 8 spirit or breath of his mouth spoken of the destroying power of god of the vital breath as in revelations 11 and 11 breath of life genesis 6 and 17 also 7 and 15 and verse 22. another definition is breath of air air in motion a breeze blast the wind as in john 3 and 8 genesis 8 and 1 and isaiah 7 and 2 spirit also the vital spirit of life the vital spirit or life, the principle of life residing in man, the breath breathed by God into man and again returning to God, the spiritual entity in man, Genesis 2 and 7, Psalms 104 and 29, and Ecclesiastes 12 and 7. The spirit is that part that can live independently of the body, Christ, Matthew 27 and 50. He gave up the spirit when he died. The rational spirit, mind, element of life, Another definition, the rational spirit, mind, element of life, generally spirit distinct from the body and soul. Luke 1 and 47, Hebrews 4 and 12, soul and spirit are very closely related because they are both immaterial and they both contrast with body, soma, and flesh, or sarks. Scripture, however, introduces a distinction between the two immaterial aspects of man's soul and spirit. That they cannot mean the same thing is evident from their mention together in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23, spirit, soul, and body, where soul and body are not expressed. Romans 8 and 16, the divine spirit itself testifies to our spirit, meaning to our mind. See Romans 1 and 9, Galatians 6 and 18, 2 Timothy 4 and 22, and Philemon 1 and 25. In John 4 and 23 and 24, in spirit and in truth means with a sincere mind, with a true heart, not with mere external rites. People believe doctrine that they want to be truth, but when the Holy Spirit teaches, he always points the believer to the highest level of pleasing the Lord, the Great Shepherd. Hebrews 10, 26 through 29 of the Amplified reads, For if we go on deliberately and willingly sinning after once acquiring the knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice left to atone for our sins, no further offering to which to look forward. There is nothing left for us then but a kind of awful and fearful prospect and expectation of divine judgment and the fury of burning wrath and indignation which will consume those who put themselves in opposition to God. 
Any person who has violated and thus rejected and set at naught the law of Moses is put to death without pity or mercy on the evidence of two or three witnesses. How much worse, sterner and heavier punishment do you suppose he will be judged to deserve who has spurned and thus trampled underfoot the Son of God and who has considered the covenant blood by which he was consecrated common and unhallowed, thus profaning it and insulting and outraging the Holy Spirit who imparts grace, the unmerited favor and blessing of God? Hebrews 10 and 30 for the one we know is the one who said, Vengeance is my responsibility, I will repay, and then said, Adonai will judge his people. 31. It is a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living God. To teach grace as a covenant for people who willingly sin is to set a path to hell and eternal damnation based on Hebrews 6 and 26. If we are not careful, we might go around teaching that grace is the promise of God before we learn what the promises are because the grace found in Ephesians 2 and 10 insists we may do those good works which God predestined. Living right before Adonai isn't doing works for salvation as Old Testament working out the law. Walking in a life of good works is the only way one will receive God's promises. Hebrews 10 and 36 of the Amplified, For you have need of steadfast patience and endurance, so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God, and thus receive and carry away and enjoy to the full what is promised. Hebrews 10 and 36 of the Complete Jewish Bible 2016, For you need to hold out, so that by having done what God wills, you may receive what He has promised. Hebrews 10, 28 through 31 of the Complete Jewish Bible reads, Someone who disregards the Torah of Moshe is put to death without mercy on the word of two or three witnesses. Think how much worse will be the punishment deserved by someone who has trampled underfoot the Son of God, who has treated as something common the blood of the covenant which made him holy, and who has insulted the Spirit, giver of God's grace. For the one we know is the one who said, Vengeance is my responsibility. I will repay, and then said, Adonai will judge his people. It is a terrifying thing to fall in the hands of the living God. Romans 1, 1 through 7 of the complete Jewish Bible. Shaul, a slave of the Messiah, Yeshua, an emissary, because I was called and set apart for the good news of God. God promised this good news in advance through his prophets in the Tanakh. It concerns his son. He is descended from David physically. He was powerfully demonstrated to be son of God spiritually, set apart by his having been resurrected from the dead. He is Yeshua, the Messiah, our Lord. Through him we received grace and were given the work of being an emissary on his behalf, promoting trust-grounded obedience among all the Gentiles, including you who have been called by Yeshua, the Messiah. To all those in Rome whom God loves, who have been called, who have been set apart for him. Hebrews 10, 38-39 of the New King James Version reads, Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Adonai, our Heavenly Father, was moved by people who tried their best to please God. Faith at the dawn of history. Hebrews 11, 4-12 of the New King James Version reads, By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. 
By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful, who had promised. Therefore from one man, and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Avenu.info blog podcast. Special thanks to our authors, Bishop Demetrix and Pastor Pauline Roscoe, and to our editor, Val Gunter. We ask you to help us with a gift of any size. Many lives are being changed worldwide by this ministry. Contributions can be mailed to 401 Omega Street South, Birmingham, Alabama 35205 or visit avenu.info and click on the donate button to make a secure payment with your debit card, credit card or PayPal account. Thank you in advance for your giving. Always walk blessed in the strong name of Jesus. To contact Bishop Roscoe by phone, please call 205-323-3733. 205-323-3733.